And now, a special edition of the Toddcast Podcast. Oh, Canada, our home and native land. We are 154 years old, July 1st. The British North America Act passed on July 1st, 1867. It's not a milestone year, but yet it kind of is. BC's restart plan, bringing us back together after COVID, the pandemic, turning your life, my life upside down for the last year, year and a half. But on July 1st, we've been given the thumbs up by the government to travel in Canada. 10 provinces, three territories, 9.98 million square kilometers. Sure beats the COVID lockdown in your house, doesn't it? July 1st, we're now allowed to indoor and outdoor gather with friends. We can have sleepovers. That's kind of fun. You'll see limited spectators for indoor sports. There's no group limit for dining. Casinos and nightclubs have been given the green light to get back to it. It's game on this Canada Day, and I hope you get to spend it with family and friends. My name is Todd Hancock. If you're a regular listener, thank you so much for being there. If you're new to the podcast, if you like what you're about to hear, please tell your friends and subscribe. We're on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. You can see all of our interviews and live band performances on our YouTube channel. We're also on the Dean Blundell Network out of Toronto at deanblundell.com. Being that it is a Canada Day special podcast, this week week, you'll only hear from Canadian guests, eh? 12 of them in total, so let's hit it. Highlights from some musical guest visits over the years. That's brought to you by Pineapple Sound, a recording and mixing studio in Langley since 2013. They also welcome podcasts, voiceover actors, and whatever else you can do in a studio. Check them out through pineapplesound.com. Slash's drummer Brent Fitz is a longtime friend of the podcast, grew up in Winnipeg, Manitoba. You'll know him beyond Slash, though. He's played with Theory of a Dead Man, Alice Cooper, Vince Neal, The Guess Who, Streetheart, Harlequin, Econoline Crush. He's a killer player, a great guy who's traveled the world and then some. Because we travel all the time and, and get to, you know, go to different countries, the one thing that I've learned is, you know, as a Canadian and, and how we think as people in, in the country there, and then when I've gone to other, you know, and, and I live in the United States, and I've been here many, many years now, and, and sometimes there's different, you know, as, a, as an American uh, living in America, you know, as, and then as a Canadian growing up in Canada, uh, uh, and then traveling the world, I just find that sometimes I've learned that, you know, people are quick to judge other places and countries, and, and I've been to some places that I never thought, let's say, Beirut, Lebanon, um, you know, it's like different other countries where I didn't know much about, but then you get over there and you're like, wow, these are one of the most beautiful places with the coolest people, or, you know, like things I might have stereotypically heard uh, just by being, you know, you hear from other people, and then I go to these countries and I'm like, man, there's a lot of great places on the planet that I'm just glad I got to see with my own eyes and have an opinion on. If the rock station that you listen to knows any better, Danko Jones is on the playlist. Been around since 1996. They released the debut in 1998. Puts on one hell of a rock show, one of the best, period. He was a guest around the time they released the A Rock Supreme album, the one he recorded with Garth Richardson at The Farm. Speaking of Garth, we've been back and forth about booking some time with him on the podcast. I think you can expect that probably around the end of summer. But back to Danko Jones. Check out what he said about social media playing into his day-to-day life. Oh, um, I'm, I, I'm, I'm on Instagram. I have four accounts. Mm. And uh, Twitter, I don't really, I'm not really that, I'm, I'm on Twitter every day, but 
I'm not as active as I used to be, but Instagram is a great place to, to, and I think it's really the most popular. But I'm not on Facebook. The band is on Facebook, but I personally am not. Hmm. Why is that? Um, so I, I have a Facebook account, but it's only used if you know they say, "Oh, can you can you write something about this thing that's happening?" Or right. And then I'll just go in and I'll be able to do it quickly. Um, but I'm not on Facebook personally. Um, Instagram, I've got four accounts. Right. And those are all public. David Gogo has been playing the guitar since the age of five. He met Stevie Ray Vaughan at 15. And by 16, David was getting regular work as a musician. Played on stage with B.B. King, no doubt one of Canada's best bluesmen. Western Canadian Music Award-nominated albums, Juno-nominated albums, even a Juno disqualification? Well, it's so crazy. I mean, and, 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 and the five losses, could you imagine sitting there five different times and having to clap your hands and pretend you're not pissed off? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the disqualification was just some silly technicality. And, um, but we kind of turned it around. We did the spin doctor thing and, and just um, got the most publicity we could out of it. Because, sure. you know, they told us we were nominated. So we turn around and, you know, we book a showcase. We book our plane tickets. There was an Edmonton that year. And then we're told, oh, no, no, actually, you're not nominated. So <laughs> we tried to make the best out of it. And I, at, the, at the time, we did so well with the spin doctor maneuver. I thought, oh, God, I'll never be nominated again. But mm. uh, I have, like, probably three times since. So maybe they're just doing that to torture me. I don't know. Right. It must feel good just to get the nomination in general, though, right? Well, absolutely. You know, sure. because, you know, when, you, when you've been at it for as long as I have, it validates things, you know, and it makes you feel like, yeah, we're, you know, I'm, I'm still achieving things. I'm, I'm still being recognized. Yeah. And, you know, and, 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 it, you know, my first nomination was probably in probably 94, and the last one was probably about four years ago. So you think, at least I know where all the good parties are. Right. You stretched 30 years of nominations, man. That's pretty impressive. It's crazy. It's pretty it's crazy. impressive, yeah. And Headstones started in 1987, almost 35 years ago. Kingston, Ontario. They paused the band from 2003 till they reformed in 2011. You've seen their singer Hugh Dillon in many roles over the years. We got talking about the one that got things rolling, playing Joe Dick in Hardcore Logo and the importance of that movie. Oh, it was everything. I had, you know, it was, it, it taught me everything. I was, you know, Callum Rennie is, uh, you know, I think the greatest actor in this country. And years ago, all those years ago, and I'll tell you why, because just he's just got great instincts. But when somebody is not threatened and can teach you, that is the sign of, of greatness in my mind. And I wouldn't realize it till years later. Mm-hmm. But that guy and Bruce McDonald, you know, brought me into this world with actors and technicians and just really creative, um, generous minds. It was such a great way in because the business isn't always like that. You know, it can be, you know, about the money and it can be about egos and, and so many things that could turn you off and you just wouldn't pursue it. Because obviously I pursued, you know, when I was younger, you know, there was, I had a dramatic arts teacher in, at KC where I went to school with the guys in the hip who just said, you know, you should get into acting. And I just couldn't, you know, I, I loved rock and roll. Music was the only thing for me at the time. There was just too many rules and too many 
opinions that other people had with acting that I just thought this is just, you know, a clusterfuck of horseshit. <laughs> and um, I can't cope. And it just brings out the worst in me because mm-hmm. it's people kind of pushing their agendas. And, you know, I was, I wanted to write my own songs and do my own thing. And Hardcore Logo showed me that this world of independent film and acting could be great. Musical guests of the Toddcast podcast are powered by Pineapple Sound, providing recording and mixing services for a wide range of artists and genres since 2013. Check them out at pineapplesound.com.
I'm programming a Canadian rock radio station, those guys are on the list every single day. They're Johnny Rath from the EP they just released last year. Great song for them. It's called In the Ducks. You should expect them to be back at it to the live scene now that the COVID restrictions are being lifted. The restart is underway. A great live band. They've played a couple podcast shows over the years. Definitely worth checking out. Coming up in a few minutes in Listen to This, LA Chargers defensive tackle Christian Covington talking about the power of sacrifice. It's something that we should all keep in mind. Some sage advice from an NFLer. It's powered by Tedco RV Supplies in Langley, RV Service and Repair, ICBC accredited. Find them online through TedcoRVSuppliesInc.com, also on Facebook, also on Twitter. First, more guest highlights in our Canada Day 2021 podcast and some of our past sporting guests, all of whom are brought to you by Joyce Heating Services, family owned and operated, heating the lower mainland since 1960. Now, we had retired BC Lion Angus Reed through the studio early on in the podcast. I think it was probably around year two. He's a super inspirational guy, a riveting speaker, opened up about his gambling problems as well, and whether retiring from playing professional football was tough to do. No. Well, I mean, it is and it isn't. I was 20 some odd years of continuous football, but I knew, uh, I knew it was time to leave and I was able to be probably one of those few athletes that was... That was my decision. You know, right. usually it's imposed on you. You get cut, you get released, whatever. I, I was able to come to Wally and say, you know what? I have thought about it. Uh, it's time for me to move on. There's nothing more I can do. And physically I've, it's over. I've given everything I've got. There's nothing left in me. So mm-hmm. I was actually looking forward to being able to move on to the next phase of my life. Right. Now, you know, it's funny, the, the same thing, Brent Johnson, he's a, he's a buddy of mine. Uh, he said the same thing. Nice to be able to kind of leave on your own terms. Yeah, and all, all, it leaves you only with good memories because yeah. I know a lot of people where their careers end, you know, prematurely of where they would want to. There's always that, I'd give anything to be out there, one more game. I never got done this or that. Uh, you know, I ticked more boxes than I knew I possibly could in my career. So I didn't leave things uh, undone or, right. or, or right. dreams unfulfilled. It was, you know, I got everything accomplished. Uh, made I've made more friends than I could ever imagine. Have memories to last me a lifetime, and and a body that's relatively intact. So I mean, that's all things <laughs> right. being considered, that's pretty good. Brendan Batchelor is quite the success story. He went from calling play-by-play for junior hockey games and the Vancouver Giants to straight-up play-by-play for the Vancouver Canucks. And how cool for a local guy as well, growing up in Coquitlam. And when Brendan was a guest, we got talking about his first sports memory. Huh, that's a good question. I I mean, I, I played hockey in my driveway from a very young age. I was given a pair of rollerblades for like my fourth birthday, I think. Mm-hmm. And I would go out in, in the driveway and, and stick handle and, and do the play-by-play while I was playing as nice. well. Because that was important <laughs> and I, you know, you'd have to have the whole presentation. I had a minor hockey coach that, that uh, always said that I was more about the show than about playing. And I guess sort of that that has kind of worked its way to now me working in more of the entertainment side of things. But, uh, you know, I would, I would go out and, you know, we'd have to do the anthems and we'd have to do the pregame ceremonies and then we'd play the game and I'd play with my dad or my mom and I would always make my mom sing the anthems. Oh, nice. And one day she goes, you know them, you do it. Mm-hmm. And you do the play-by-play. And I said, oh, okay, I guess I will. And that sort of is where my, my career sort of really began in a very very early young age, but, um, those are probably some of my earliest and best memories and where I, where I played a lot. And then I went through and played minor hockey as well. 
Talk to anyone who knows, and you'll hear that WWE Hall of Fame wrestler Bret the Hitman Hart is one of the best all time. He wrestled for 23 years, held championships in five decades from 1970 through the 2010s, 32 championships over that span of time, 17 with the WWE, inducted into their Hall of Fame in 2006, and you'd think that surely he misses wrestling, right? Um, no, not really. I don't miss the, the, um, the physical part of it. You know, I don't miss being body slammed, picked up and thrown down on my head. I don't think I ever miss that. <laughs> I think once, uh, once I actually accepted that it, my career was over, um, you know, I never missed the physical part of it. And you can't talk about the NHL's best goaltenders of all time without Grant Fuhrer's name coming up. Inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame in 2003, destroyed teams in the 80s with the Oilers. Gretzky has said that he thinks that Fuhrer is the greatest of all time. Five Stanley Cups, six appearances in All-Star Games. And when Fuhrer was a guest, we talked about him playing with Gretzky and Messier and Anderson and Curry. Uh, You know what? They were all good years, but being from just outside Edmonton, yeah. anytime you can play at home in front of your friends and family is obviously special. So I'm kind of partial to Edmonton. Yeah. And, and what was that like looking out? You're seeing Gretzky, there's Curry, there's Anderson, there's Messier. Like, wow. Hey, I get the best seat in the house for it. So <laughs> I, mean, I think that's the fun part is I get to see it every day. I get to see it at practice. So I knew what other goalies were facing. Yeah. Easily the best seat in the house to enjoy the show. Sporting guest visits of the Toddcast podcast are powered by Joyce Heating Services, a family-owned and operated heating business serving the Lower Mainland since 1960. Online at JoyceHeating.com. Getting out my mind, all these wanted sounds, no Apologies, whiskey therapy, we're just killing time, live water. I've been running free, he's my sanity, drinking ain't no crime, it's my
NFL defensive tackle Christian Covington was born in Vancouver. You could say that football's in his blood. His dad, Grover Covington, is in the Canadian Football Hall of Fame. It's no surprise that Christian clobbered at the high school level. Same for the collegiate level, playing for Rice. He was drafted by the Houston Texans in 2015. Sixth round, 216th overall. Had four solid years with those guys. Then he signed a one-year deal with the Dallas Cowboys. Now he's playing with the L.A. Chargers, still kicking ass and taking names, and we're also proud of what he's accomplished. And when Christian was a guest, we talked about binging Disney Plus and Parks and Rec, seeing The weekend in concert, the day that he got a call from the Dallas Cowboys. We talked about superhero movies like The Joker and Guardians of the Galaxy. We talked about family, realizing your potential, and Christian talked about sacrificing in order to accomplish your dreams. It's big. Listen to this. Whatever you put your heart into being, that's what you're eventually going to do. Right. With me, it was my passion with football and the sacrifice that I was willing to, willing to do to do it to, to, in order to accomplish my dreams. And that's something that I always uh, take the time to be able to tell people. Right. Um, and right. whenever, I'm, whenever I'm back home or whenever I'm around you know, the youth, the youth down in Texas with the many kids I've been able to be around and, and associate with, you know, my one word that I always bring up is sacrifice. And my, that's my special word. That's my S word. Yeah. Um, because I didn't, uh, you know, I, I, that's, that's all I had. That's all I, that's the only thing that was able to give me the edge to um, outplay guys in BC. That was what gave me the, the edge to outplay people, you know, when I was at Vancouver College, when I went down to Rice, and eventually when I got drafted to Houston, now that I'm playing in Dallas. You know, that's, it's something that it's going to continue to drive me and, you know, stay with me and be with me and be my, that one motivating driving factor with me as my career continues as I, as I try to extend my career for as long as possible. It's like, mm-hmm. what is, what am I able to give up and sacrifice and not, you know, maybe not just do in order to be here that much longer or get, you know, get that, have to get that extension or to, you know, extend my career by this X amount of years. Um, 
uh, whether and it can be it does it, and it goes from the littlest of things to the biggest of things. Whether it's you know literally gaining, oh you know what I'm going to go to bed an extra. You know I'm going to go to bed an hour early tonight. You know it could be something as little as that, or mm-hmm. I'm going to get in an extra uh, two hours of film study this weekend, or you know what I'm going to do an extra uh, two laps around the football field for my conditioning or something. You know it's it's whatever whatever the case may be, little or right. little, medium, big. Big or small, it doesn't matter the amount of sacrifice. As long as you're sacrificing something, the end result is going to be in your favor. Listen to this on the Toddcast podcast is brought to you by Tedco RV Supplies in Langley, an ICBC-approved repair shop. Find them online at tedcorvsuppliesinc.com. A bed where I used to rest my head, and now I have a different zip code every week. Sold everything I couldn't take in my 98 gold protege, and I swear I don't regret a single thing. I had everything you work your whole life for. You can't take it with you. Thank you.
Her name is Sadie Campbell, and you can't take it with you. A Vancouverite now calling, I think she's been calling Nashville home for the better part of like four or five years now. Don't you just love to see your friends stretch out their wings and fly? She's absolutely kicking ass down there. Everything just getting better and better. You heard Kyle McCurney and his new song, kind of, quasi-new, called Devil Water. That's on the EP that he just released a few months back now. We're big fans of Kyle on this podcast. He's one of those musical chameleons. It doesn't matter what the genre is. The kid absolutely nails it with each and every time. He is a fantastic performer. In fact, he jumped on Zoom with us right around the time he released that EP, played a few acoustic songs for us as well, which you can see right now at our YouTube channel. He's just effortless with everything that he does. I mean, it's truly amazing. Speaking of live music, we're back to it. Holy crap. Find show info at the indie scene toddhancock.ca slowly but surely the scene is coming alive it's alive if you're playing one or you're going to check out something let us know about it and we'll post it at our website it's brought to you by mystic rhythms rehearsal studios 40 plus years experience in the music industry find more through mysticrhythms.ca. they're thinking a september reopening maybe even august okay our final guests of this episode 251 our canada day 2021 special and highlights from some of our past entertainment guests, all of whom are brought to you by Sacred Meds, the best craft cannabis and psilocybin dispensary in Canada. In fact, if you use the code TODDCAST for 10% off your entire order, check them out through sacredmeds.com. Weed, mushrooms, gummies, caramels, tinctures, keef, chocolate bars, bath bombs, you name it, it is outstanding. Abby Simpson is an opinionated published author and blogger, and like us, she's a contributor to the Dean Blundell Network. She's a great follow on social media as well. Find her through Abby the Tweet on Twitter. She worked in promotions in radio for about 10 years and talked about how once she introduced the Tragically Hip in concert with her dad when she was just three years old. So the first concert I went to for myself, like not... Because I would go to shows with my. I remember I helped introduce the Tragically Hip on stage when I was like three. <laughs> that was fun. What? Um, How yeah. awesome is that? Yeah, because it was, it was like really like what was it? It would have been what eighty eight. So they were just breaking. If you wow. like, it was like their early early career, and they did a show at Harris Park in London, Ontario, and my dad was one of the music directors across the country who was like on their music right away. Um, and when they came and they did this, this show, I think it was a free show in Harris park. Um, my dad did the like introduction from the stage and he brought me out with them. So Oh, that's so rad. Yeah. What a cool and, memory. Uh, mm-hmm, definitely. So, but I mean, but the first one I went to for myself was Hanson. Yes, it's true. I'll have my editors edit that out. <laughs> Thank you. Save yeah, there's space. a couple, couple of leaks now, huh? But that, that <laughs> probably was still pretty good. Like, they're, you know, they're a pretty good band, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. Like, they, what they were that differed from, like, the NSYNCs and the Backstreet Boys of that era were that they were obviously a band, right? So and they, they were all brothers, together. were they not? Like, that's they the Hanson. They were, yeah, the Hanson yeah. brothers, but not the hockey ones. Mm. Um well, but the hockey they, ones far superior to the Hanson singing ones. I mean, yeah, but yeah. also 12-year-old, 13-year-old me would have viciously disagreed with you. 
<laughs> but um yeah they did they wrote their own songs they played their own instruments um when the industry gave up on them not what two three years after they broke through right. uh they started their own record label um and continued oh, cool. doing their thing yeah they continued oh. doing their thing for well they're still doing it actually um yeah. i just gave up on them in 2008 when zach hansen said he was disappointed that obama won the election <laughs> oh you're like that's it i'm done I was like, I was already kind of like all of their music starting to sound the same. Yeah. I'm, you know, moving past this a little bit. Then that happened. And I was like, oh, yeah, I can't support of my taste in men because Zach Hansen was like my big teenage crush, like big, big. Brent Butt is one of Canada's best comedians. He's been around since 1988. You'll maybe best know him as Brent Leroy in Corner Gas, which he created and produced. He's won four Canadian Comedy Awards, was honored with the Comedy Network Sir Peter Ustinoff Award as well, and talked about how older Canadian shows like SCTV were top quality. Well, I grew up in Tisdale, Saskatchewan. We had all of two channels. <laughs> and so you the, the amount of options that you had were kind of limited, you know? And SCTV uh, was just this stat. I'd never seen anything like it before. Like, so consistently funny and kind of kind of off the wall in a way, but, but never in this avant-garde way that, like, they never sacrificed comedy for style or for being different. Being different was always, uh, it felt like it was secondary to being hilarious. And sometimes you lose that with people who are trying new kinds of comedy and trying to be whatever, edgy. I love that word. People mm-hmm. throw edgy around a lot. Um, be wary of any comic who calls themselves edgy. That's my advice. In their bio. <laughs> no, I yeah, I always say uh, people who tell you how edgy they are, it's like when your uncle tells you how cool he is. Retired Canadian astronaut, Commander Chris Hadfield has led the life. An engineer and former Royal Canadian Air Force fighter pilot, he's flown two space shuttle missions and served as the commander of the International Space Station. He's also the first person to record an album in space. He talked about whether or not that you could see evidence of climate change when you're in outer space. Yeah, it depends on what scale you mean. Climate change can be local, right? If, if, a, if uh, 7 million people live in the same city, they change the local climate, absolutely. It, it's smog all over the city. Uh, it, it's hotter than normal because of all the pavement. So you can see localized climate change. And then uh, the Aral Sea, which used to be the fourth biggest sea on Earth, in the last generation, just in the last 25 years, we've dried that up. We've dried, we've, we've, dried up the fourth biggest sea on earth deliberately because of irrigation policies and to, to try and water the cotton. And so the fourth biggest sea on earth is gone. And you can see it like a huge blister, a huge scar on earth. And of course, it's wildly affected a, a whole region of Kazakhstan and, and the surrounding countries there. And the glaciers that used to rely on the, uh, on the lake effect to get snow, they're, they're receding. So that's, that's man-made climate change on a bigger scale. But globally, it's a little harder because it, it's slow, and, and you have to compare pictures from, from a few years back. And so globally, it's harder to see, just like it is on the surface, just because it, it's a creeping thing. Mm-hmm. But when you compare the astronauts' pictures of glaciers or, or of uh, where the edges of deserts are or the uh, Lake Chad even, 
um, you can. It's obvious what's what's happening, and, and um, it's easy to stick your head in the sand. But uh, but for those of us who can actually see the world, um, where you can't get seven billion people breathing in and out and eating and turning the lights on and flushing the toilets, you don't get that for free. You know it, that definitely has an effect, and we need to think about it. And actor Jonathan Torrens is a longtime friend of the podcast, J-Rock, from the Trailer Park Boys. That's how we met. He actually co-hosted a radio show in Vancouver with me for a couple of weeks. But he's done so much more, of course, over the years than just J-Rock. Co-hosting Street Sense, Jonovision, podcasting, the Taggart and Torrens podcast. And he talked about the art of interviewing. The craft of interviewing, because I'm naturally curious, or as we say in PEI, nosy. Mm-hmm is something that genuinely interests me. And you're one of the good ones because you realize that the, um, as the old saying goes, the interviewer is the star of the show, but the interviewee has to be the star of the interview. And I think it's most compelling when the interviewer uses silence as a tool because the laws of social grace that apply to a conversation don't apply to an interview. So if you don't jump in to fill the space and keep it going, that's probably when I'm gonna keep talking and give you my best stuff. Toddcast Podcast Entertainment Guest Visits are powered by Sacred Meds, the best cannabis and psilocybin dispensary in Canada. Available online at sacredmeds.com. Use promo code TODDCAST at checkout for 10% off everything in store. I said a bongy 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 I said a bongy bongy b
start throwing around a horn section in a band and you got me. They are called Disco Funeral and a new song for them, Bungi. I bet you'll see them playing some live shows in the not too distant future. How incredible is it that this pandemic and the restrictions are starting to be lifted? People who believe in science are helping their fellow man getting vaccinated. Coming around again and it feels so good, doesn't it? Hearing that come out of my mouth. And on that positive note, I think we'll wrap up this Canada Day 2021 special edition podcast. My name is Todd Hancock. Again, thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard, please tell your friends, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and on YouTube. Check out all of the interviews, all the live band performances. We're also on the Dean Blundell Network out of Toronto at deanblundell.com. Comment and rate the podcast. It does help out. Search it out through Toddcast Podcast. Of course, a huge thanks to all of our amazing sponsors. You can find links to all sponsor websites at toddhancock.ca. If you'd like to sponsor the podcast, you can for as little as 10 bucks a day. Contact info is at the homepage. If you help us find a sponsor, we'll give you a commission based on the ad buy. If you think you know a business that makes sense, send them our way. Till next time, don't be an asshole. Nobody wants to be around that. Have fun, play hard, and most of all, believe in yourself. The Toddcast Podcast. Keep in touch with Todd through Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and bookmark toddhancock.ca. 